Welcome to Living the Dream with Ben and Rodney. Here's your host, Ben Wilson. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Living the Dream with Ben and Rodney. I'm your host, Ben Wilson, and my bulldog Rodney is beside me as usual. We have a special treat today as my friend Stephanie Rush has stopped by the podcast to bring some holiday cheer. Actually, the main reason Stephanie came on the show is because she's a big fan of Rodney. Stephanie is a highly regarded personal trainer and lifestyle coach from Tampa, and today she's going to give us some great advice on fitness and nutrition as we head into Thanksgiving and the holiday season. You can learn more about Stephanie and her programs on Instagram at Stephanie underscore Rush Fit. Please welcome Stephanie Rush to Live in the Dream. Stephanie, thanks so much for coming on the show. Hey, Ben. How are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing really good. Good to, good to catch up with you, especially on your podcast. Congrats. Yeah, thanks a lot. So we are now heading into the holidays. Thanksgiving is just around the corner, and it's that time of the year where people are going to be indulging in a lot of great food and need some advice and encouragement on how to stay on their fitness track. So I couldn't think of anybody more qualified to talk about that than you. So tell me a little bit about your your training practice and your tips for people during the holidays. Well, yeah, of course. So, you know, as you said, I'm a lifestyle coach. So my main goal is to assess people's lifestyle because everybody's going to be different. There's not a one size fits all for anybody. So especially with my demographic, we have the busy moms, the busy entrepreneur, females, males as well. It just depends on their lifestyle. So you could give a plan to somebody and, you know, they're good with counting their macros and, and that works for them. And otherwise, some other people, it doesn't because they're traveling and they're busy and they don't have time for that. So they need a different type of plan. But as far as the holidays go and what my approach is to it, it's one day out of the year. I want my clients and I, you know, I always tell them to go and enjoy themselves because usually if they're on track, that one day is not going to, to derail them. All right. So I usually have them go in there. I always definitely suggest for them to get a good workout first thing in the morning. So, you know, there, there's a little bit of a deficit there. So they got to earn what they're going to eat. So definitely start your day off with a good sweat. So that's going to get you in a good mindset. Also, don't go starving. Don't show up to your family's house or a friend's house or wherever you're going to celebrate that day. Don't go there starving. A lot of people go and they just eat themselves silly. You know, it's great to go ahead and try every a little bit of everything, but just don't pile everything on your plate to where you're in a food coma that, you know, food coma that day. And the reason I say that is because I used to do that back in the day, you know, through my own transformation, I literally would put myself into a food coma. And then the second that I would start to feel better, I would go and I would do it all over again. And that just, you know, obviously that didn't serve me. And through my own transformation and as a coach, I've definitely learned that everything in moderation, just like any other day that I teach my clients and treat it the same on Thanksgiving, you know, have the pie, have the mashed potatoes, have the casserole, but just have a little bit of everything. So during the holiday season, you know, like you said, with training and everything, it's so important to stay on. What programs do you offer online to keep these busy professionals in tow, basically? Because I'm one of your demographics. I'm you know, the busy lawyer, always on the go, this and that. I try my best to go to the gym, but sometimes I get home from work like at nine o'clock and the gym's closed. So what kind of techniques do you have for these these people that are always on the go so that they can find these things that they can maybe do at their house or in their hotel room or and just stay on the right track? Yeah, of course. So like you said, like my demographic is, you know, 35 to 45, even all the way up to 50, busy male and females. 
And you're, like you said, we've, as you get older, you've got a lot more responsibilities. You know, you're usually, you have families or you have work or, you know, long days and you're traveling and you're always on the go. So, you know, there's a lot of factors that I address. One is getting a good full body functional workout that's usually about 45 minutes that can be done anywhere. So usually if you know, if you don't need to go to the gym, I would provide a workout that you can do just right there in your living room. So, you know, where there's a will, there's a way, but making something definitely effective, something circuit style training, hit training, where it's full body, definitely moving in different directions, but most importantly, getting your heart rate up and getting your heart rate down. So you can maximize the time and burn the most amount of calories. And then from there, obviously, you know, my mindset coaching that I have is also implementing, you know, sleep and rest and making sure that you're addressing your cortisol levels because those type of people that I do train, they do deal with a lot of that. They deal with a lot of high stress, lack of sleep, and just always trying to fit things in. So we definitely hit every aspect of what's really important. And that's rest, it's mindfulness, it's daily routines, it's nightly routines, getting your workout in, and then most importantly, what you're actually eating every day. Yeah. I tell you what, the, the thing that you mentioned about the sleep, that's Rodney's favorite part about the workout is the sleep. I'm sure Bulldogs are known for that. <laughs> they love to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Out of 24 hours a day, I think Rodney sleeps about 20 of them. But, so he, he's always in a good frame of mind. One of the things that you mentioned there is nutrition. Because if someone's like working out all the time, but they eat like crap, I mean, it seems like they're not going to get to where they need to be and, and stay consistent. Is that true? Well, yeah. I mean, as the old saying goes, you can't out-train a poor diet. I've tried, tried and tried again, and it just doesn't work. So, you know, what the great thing is about it is that, you know, it's important to stay active. But if you're really honing in on your nutrition, and you're a lot cleaner on your nutrition, then you really don't have to move as much. You don't have to focus so much on getting those workouts in. And you're also allowed more of those cheat days. And those cheat meals, you're allowed a little bit more flexibility. Well, I was even thinking, you know, we're talking about Thanksgiving coming up. I mean, I was just thinking of a Thanksgiving meal that you could have that I think would be pretty clean and healthy, and it's it's good. I mean, obviously turkey, so you're getting your protein there, but I love sweet potatoes, and that's one of the things. It's a, a big-time holiday meal, So, and you, cranberries are good for you. So I think it is possible to have a healthy Thanksgiving meal, right? Yeah, absolutely. So what I usually do, and like, you know, if you have the, the sweet potato casserole, you're just going to swap out certain ingredients to make it a little bit healthier. So that's the best way to do it. You know, I love you can do sweet potato mash, just trying to do things that are low sodium with more natural ingredients, a little bit higher on the vegetables. And then, you know, as far as your sweets, if you are going to have those, you know, I, I definitely encourage being able to, you know, have that slice of pie. But if you could make it with natural ingredients, so we're not spiking our inflammation and with the processed sugar and the processed ingredients, the less that you have processed, the better that it is for your body and the better that your belly is going to thank you. So I definitely think that is possible. I mean, I make an amazing cheesecake every year and it's completely dairy-free. It's made from nuts and it's probably one of the best cheesecakes I've ever had in my entire life. Now, I was going to say, how do you make a cheesecake without any dairy in it? You know, that's actually when I first, before I had ever started making vegan meals, because, you know, cheesecake has always been my responsibility every year and I would do it with eggs and, and the usual cream cheese and the sour cream and all those goodies and it's amazing. So when I first heard that, I just really didn't understand that you should have saw my face when they said no dairy and it was made from nuts. But if you think about it, when people are going dairy-free, just like myself, 
You think about nut milk, almond milk, cashew milk. Those are made from nuts. You make it actually in a blender. You soak the nuts and then you actually blend it in a high power blender. There's also some other amazing ingredients that you add along with that, but it just makes it into this really creamy consistency. And then you have it set in the refrigerator. And I tell you, it is by far the most amazing cheesecake you will ever taste. How long does it take to make? Uh, probably about with the, you know, the actual processing time, maybe 30 minutes. And then it's got to sit in the, the fridge to set for probably, I think it's six hours. Oh, that's not too bad. No, and it's amazing. (laughs) Well, so what are some other um, cool little food tips that you can give about things that taste good and that are are healthy and still going to get the job done as far as filling you up? Yeah. So, you know, just on an everyday basis, I mean, that's my favorite thing is just, you know, no one wants to eat plain chicken and broccoli. You know, I used to compete. I, you know, I actually received my pro card and nobody wants to eat like that. That's not sustainable. That's usually why people don't do well on their diets because they think it's got to be hard. But one of my favorite things is finding a recipe or finding a meal that I love to eat outside, you know, when I go out to eat dinner and then recreating in a healthy version. And one of those things is, you know, I love a healthy pad thai. But as far as regarding Thanksgiving or any holiday treats, there's lots of different things that you can do as long as you're using natural ingredients. I try my best to eat pretty clean. I I have chicken for lunch almost, gosh, almost every day. It's like chicken, sweet potatoes, and green beans. And you don't change it up? Well, to be honest with you, if it tastes good, I just, I stick with it. (laughs) You are from Kentucky. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I can... I can get it across from where I work. I mean, I do go to Sonny's Barbecue to get it, but hey, it's still grilled chicken. It's still green beans, and it's a sweet potato, and I don't put any butter on it. I don't put any maple brown sugar, any of that stuff, because I think it tastes pretty good the way it it is naturally. Now, that being said, I can throw down some chocolate chip cookies, but I'll just make sure I drink a lot of water to cancel that out. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong. Like I said, everything in moderation, but try to get those chocolate chip cookies. Try to get them with natural sugar. Because it's going to be a huge difference. I actually had a client who wanted to give up chocolate chip cookies for lint. And I just giggled when he said that. And I just said, well, that's not that's not really a sacrifice. And he said, well, Stephanie, you just don't understand how much I love chocolate chip cookies. And so I challenged him and I asked him to, I challenged him to give up processed sugar for the time of lint. And he actually, he accepted my challenge. And towards the end of the challenge, I actually rewarded him with, we'll back it up really quick. During that time, he actually had to look for foods with no processed sugar. And in that process, he actually realized how much processed sugar is in everything. And so that was a really big wake up call for him. But at the end, like I said, I did reward him with chocolate chip cookies. And I actually gave him cookies made with organic, organic sugar. And he said that they were literally the best cookies that he's ever had. And he didn't get the giant bloat in his belly that he would normally get if he were to have the, his normal chocolate chip cookies. What was he doing? Like the slice and bake Pillsbury chocolate chip cookie dough mix? I believe so. But there's actually, there's actually an organic brand that you can get. It's from Aunt Annie's. You know, I'm not promoting that brand, but I just do love it. But they were the same thing. They were just a little pull apart set on the thing, set it and forget it. And he said they were amazing just because they were made with natural ingredients. Yeah. Are you seeing more grocery stores carrying that? Because I mean, I go to Publix. I I don't go to Whole Foods or Fresh Market or anything like that. Because I did try, I I will admit I went to Fresh Market a couple of times because I ate oatmeal for breakfast every morning. And man, their oatmeal is just terrible. 
And I was like, I can't eat this. So I ended up going to back to Publix. But the Publix brand and now Quaker Oats and stuff, they're going to a, a low sugar oatmeal. I mean, so I eat that. But are you seeing more and more of your grocery stores like Publix going that route? Yeah, I think, you know, I think it definitely depends on the demographic that you live in. But I know where I live. I actually, one of the things that I noticed that just made me so happy and it just really is showing that they are really starting to catch on because it's what the needs of the people want. As I saw a bin, and normally when you go to Publix, or at least growing up, they would always have the cookies out there for the kids, you know, at the bakery, a free cookie for the children. And now they have bins for fruit. And so I definitely think that that's something because, you know, the population now is really, I think they're becoming more and more aware and there's a need for it. And I mean, there's definitely a need, but, you know, there's definitely people wanting to be healthier. And as far as Publix, absolutely, they have the green, green white section. So depending on where you live, the green white section may be non-existent or it might be a little bit smaller. But yeah, you can definitely find those things. But ultimately, if you're really sticking to the outside perimeter, and that's probably where you should be sticking to, where the, you know, the, the whole foods are, so you have your lean meats, your vegetables, your, your seafood, you know, your fruit, that's exactly where you should be shopping truthfully, and you should want to stay out of the middle. You know, obviously, there's a few things that you might get here and there, but for the most part, you should be getting the majority of your groceries from the perimeter of the grocery store. Well, that makes me feel better because Rodney and I are a huge fan of blueberries. So we'll go and they'll have, gosh, I mean, sometimes they'll have them on sale for like $3 off of, and it's only like six bucks. So I'm getting like six crates of blueberries and Rodney eats them. I mean, this dog loves blueberries. As soon as I take him out of the fridge, he, he'll hop up from the couch and he runs over and barks. And so he and I, I mean, I toss it to him like he's a, a hind catcher in baseball and I mean, he loves his blueberries. And it was interesting because at the time when Rodney had a weight problem, he doesn't anymore. He had a bit of a weight problem. And I was telling the doctor, I was like, well, you know, I'm feeding him this, this food. It's based on the recommendation. And he's like, well, you know, you need to reduce it. And I'm like, well, I don't want him to be starving. But he said little tricks that you could do for the dogs were fresh fruit, like blueberries, which were actually in his dog food, but uh, like green beans, carrots, stuff like that. And they're like, well, they don't have the calories, but it's still going to fill up the dog. And so Rodney lost like 20, well, maybe it was like 15 pounds, but yeah. So I try to do little things like that where, I mean, I love eating blueberries. I was a big pineapple fan, so but they told me those are really high in sugar, so I, I kind of cut those out generally. What are some other fruits and like good snack items that you recommend for people? Because I know like at the office, I'll get busy and I need a snack and I want to eat something healthy. What are some, some tips you give for, for healthy snacks? Well, as far as the fruits, I personally don't think any fruit is bad. There's going to be some other ones that are going to be better than others as far as like where they lie on like the glycemic level. But like I said, it's just like anything else. Berries are always going to be better. You know, obviously your grapes and your bananas are going to be, you know, higher on the glycemic index. But at the same time, like it's all about moderation. There's nothing wrong with fruit. I, that's just truly, you know, people say that it's nature's candy, but at the end of the day, like, I really believe that, that fruit is just fine for you as long as you're having it in moderation. And it's actually a necessity. What about like nuts? Cause I'll eat a lot of almonds, peanuts, things like that. I mean, I know almonds are high in protein. Yeah, they're great. Almonds are great. They're great for your good fat. I would say if, you know, on a scale from good to bad or better to best, I would say you want to keep your peanuts kind of on the lower end. The better choices would be your almonds, your cashews, 
those are going to be the better ones for you just in the long run. So there's nothing wrong. You can have your peanuts, but I would just try to minimize those and go for the higher quality nuts. So one thing with your online training and stuff with the busy professionals, you're talking about keeping your heart rate up and making sure it's coming down. I mean, is that something where um, you encourage people to do training in the morning or the evening? Is there a better time to train? The best time to train is the time where you are going to get it done. <laughs> so listen, like the majority of my clientele, like if you're training for a competition or this and that, they're going to have theories or this and that. But the person that I'm training is just trying to be healthy. They're not trying to get a six pack and they're not trying to compete. So whatever, wherever you feel is going to be the best for you. Obviously, I always try to encourage first thing in the morning. And there's, you know, there's a lot of benefits from that as far as doing fasted cardio. For some people, it might not be good. But, you know, as far as after a fasted state and being able to do cardio first thing in the morning, and as far as your workout, it's definitely a great benefit to you. And it's also going to set your day up with a great mindset. And it's just going to have you in that right mindset in order to just stay healthy throughout the day. And it also just going to give you energy and just, just overall, it's just a really good thing for people. But for some, for others, you know, their best time is in the middle of the afternoon or, you know, some people love to work out later in the evening. That's just their better time to do it. They don't do well in the morning. So whatever, wherever you feel is going to be the best time for you to work out where you're going to have the most energy and you're going to get the most out of your workout. That's what I suggest. But most importantly, just get it done. Yeah. Rodney is not much of a morning person. He he likes to sleep in because I mean, I don't have the time to go to the gym in the morning because I always have to get up. I got things to do in the morning. It's always a, a very busy time for me, but I try to do little things. I do a lot of jumping jacks just in the morning. It just kind of gets me energized and ready to go. And then I'll do um, a lot of push-ups, a lot of sit-ups, things I'll just do like right beside my bed, you know, and get that high energy going. Because it is the truth. If you can do that cardio stuff in the morning, my mind just feels a whole lot clearer. I just feel more more awake. But I like to do that kind of stuff in the in the evening too, just because I mean, when I come in from work, I've usually been in front of the computer for several hours and thinking about a lot of things. And so I'm just kind of drained and it, it gives me this kind of just a clearance. And, and I try to incorporate that in and not just do cardio, but also my weightlifting. But if I, if I do just weightlifting and not the cardio, I usually don't feel as good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely going to get your heart rate up. It's going to give you more energy. And I definitely too enjoy it in the morning. And, you know, as far as for myself, if I were to work out later in the evening, you know, for me, it actually like my heart rates up and it takes me a little bit more time to come down off of that. So I feel like I sleep better when I don't work out that late, but everybody is different. You know, sometimes people use it to actually wind down and they sleep better from it. So it, it just, it just depends on the person back to what you have to do first thing in the morning. You know, that's usually the busy entrepreneur, the busy mom, the high performer, that's usually one of their biggest problems is because the second that they open their eyes, they're usually checking emails or they're doing other things and they're, they're already on point for their work day. And that's actually what I try to switch for them because that's usually a detriment to their health and their fitness goals. Yeah. And I was, before you even mentioned that, I was going to say that so many people who are doctors, lawyers, entrepreneurs, whatever, the first thing they do is they roll out of bed or maybe while they're, they're still in the bed. They grab the phone and they have to check email because, I mean, there are some people that I consider psychotic that they feel that they need to work until two or three in the morning and they keep sending emails and stuff. For these people that get up at four o'clock in the morning and start sending emails, I'm like, man, I could never do that. But, but it's like with email now, 
it's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because you can communicate with people quicker. You can, in theory, get more done. But it's a curse because people expect these instantaneous responses, especially if you're in the big towns like Miami. I mean, I, I don't know. I think Tampa's a little bit more laid back, but people just expect this instant response. And if if you're a person that has clients, you want to keep your client happy. And so they feel that pressure and they, they're stressed from the moment they wake up. Yeah. And that's actually, that's one of the biggest things that I, that, that I teach, you know, it's just not about working out and moving your body and what you eat. There's so much more to it. And that's why I have my lifestyle coaching with the mindset portion of my, my program. And I actually encourage in my program that for the first 30 minutes of your day, that you are not even allowed to touch your phone. And it's for that reason, because that is one of the biggest problems with high performers, with entrepreneurs, with busy moms, busy dads, people busy in general, is that they don't have those boundaries that are going to prioritize their health. And they've prioritized their business and their clients. And at the end of the day, their health is suffering. And I think we can both agree that if you don't work, your work doesn't work. So if you're not there and you're not healthy you're not going to be able to serve your clients at the highest level. So when you can take a step back and prioritize some of those things for yourself, you actually become a better performer. You become, you know, better in your business. You become a better friend. You become, you know, a better spouse, just overall a better human being. And your health is actually, it benefits greatly from that. So as far as like waking up, you know, I tell my clients for the first 30 minutes, you're not allowed to touch your phone because you are in a reactive mode. And that is the type of society that we live in nowadays. We're very reactive, very reactive. And the fact that we can, in a moment's notice, contact someone through email. And specifically, if you have business globally, you're on different time zones. That's the problem with society that we have today. We're not getting enough rest. We're not nourishing our minds. And it's not just about going to work. It's more about rest that your body needs rest because the stress levels that we have today nowadays is at an all-time high. Right. I agree with that 100%. Let me ask with your training tips, you know, we talked about cardio and stuff, but what are some good just for people who are wanting to add muscle, especially like, you know, upper body and legs and stuff? What are some good techniques you recommend for that? As far as techniques, I would start first with eating. You have to feed the muscles. So, you know, it's going to be different for men and women, but no matter what, you have to feed the muscles. So as far as strength, you know, a lot of women don't like, and I speak specifically about women because obviously that's a big part of my demographic. As far as strength, a lot of women are afraid to lift heavy and they're afraid that they're going to get bulky, but actually muscle burns more calories than fat. So in order to build the muscle, in order to get those toned muscles, you actually have to lift weights to grow the muscle. So as far as women go, I would definitely say my, as far as techniques, don't be afraid to lift heavy, you know, obviously don't hurt yourself, but definitely build that muscle so you can get those long lean tone arms that you're looking for, because most women want to, you know, want to lift the three to five pound weight. And that's just not going to cut it. You need to definitely hit some weights. And it's specifically important for a woman because as they get older, you know, their bone density is compromised. So that's actually going to help them on, you know, on that level. And as far as men, you know, you want to keep your rep range a little bit lower, anywhere from the four to eight range and anywhere from three to five sets, just depending on what you're doing. But stick with your main muscle groups, compound movements, bigger your body parts. So, you know, you can do, you can incorporate a push pull, but definitely bigger movements. So your chest press, your squat, your squat to press, 
those are going to be really good ones, your pull-ups, your push-ups. So just basic movements, they're the foundation. If you can just stick with those and master those, you're going to do really, really well. well I know walking a bulldog is good for your core. <laughs> yes, absolutely. With all the pulling and things like that. <laughs> yeah, you need to put them on a doggy treadmill. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the things I really like is, and they have a lot of these down in Miami, and I, I know they have them in Tampa too. They call them the hit workouts, but it's things where you can also go and um, like you've got the tires and you're lifting the tires or you've got the sledgehammer and you're hitting on that on the tire. They'll have like these, I guess they call it like the pads and stuff, and you're jumping up on these the box jumps and stuff. I mean, I always felt for me because legs are always my, my weakest area, and I hated doing squats just because like my lower back was tight and so I'd have to stretch more. But I felt I got my most benefit from legs when I was doing those box jumps, like sled pushes, sled pulls, things like that. The thing about it is, though, it's if you go to a gym like LA Fitness or whatever, it's hard to find something like that. So kind of finding those, I call them like the rough and dirty gyms, they're usually a little bit better for that. Yeah, yeah. And those, you know, I mean, if you have a facility where you can do those, that's great. Box jumps, it's very progressive movement. It's more advanced. So a lot of people, especially in my demographic, that's very hard. And you got to be careful with joints and you definitely want to know your form. But, you know, those are great. And I always, I am a full supporter of functional fitness. I incorporate it with my clients just because that's what we need more days because you're moving in different planes of motion. It's just not that traditional one plane motion where you're going, you know, for your bicep curl or just not like any normal movement. You're, you're moving from side to side in different directions. So it's definitely actually better for your body and better for your mobility. And then also, you know, I, I wanted to throw in there as far as one tip, as far as lifting weight, one key factor that I think a lot of people are starting to catch on to now is yoga. I think that is extremely, extremely important, especially for my demographic. You know, you said you have that lower back tightness and that's because the majority of people nowadays are, um, are sedentary. They're sitting, you know, the average American is sitting in front of a computer is, is sitting down daily and not really active. So yoga is, is huge for mobility. It's huge for opening up those tight areas because we're sitting all day and we're crouching. You know, I see a lot of that, especially because we live in a high stress society. It's extremely important for mindfulness. But I would definitely, if you don't already, I would definitely start incorporating some yoga into your regimen. Bring Rodney along as well. And he can do the downward dog. Well, I was going to say, Rodney kind of does yoga already. I mean, he wakes up in the morning and he wants to jump off the bed, but to save his joints, I grab his harness and kind of just carry him down. Give him the little doggy stairs that they have. You know, I got that for him and he looked at me like, are you crazy? I don't need this. I'm not an old man. I mean, that's that's the look he gave me. So I just I just gave up on that. But literally, like when we come in from our walk in the evening, he goes straight to the bed. He just hops up on the bed, and I've got this bulldog with his paws on the top of the bed, and I'll give him a boost, and he's ready to go Is in his routine. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. And does he snore? <laughs> not really. Not really. I know people that snore a whole lot louder than he does. Oh, well, that's good for you then. So, but I'm usually so tired through the end of the day with all the stuff I've done. I mean, I'm doing good to get the prayers said before I fall asleep, so... Well, that's enough. Yeah. I'm the kind of person I, I need a lot of sleep. You know, there are these people that can go on maybe five hours or something, but I've just got to have like nine hours or a minimum of eight, or it's just, I'm just not going to be the same that day. 
Well, yeah. Well, studies show, like I said, that the higher performers, the athletes, they actually get anywhere from eight to 10 hours of sleep. But I would say, you know, sometimes that's a little bit hard, but definitely try to get in the the eight hours. I know some people can function on the, the four to six, but ultimately you need those eight to nine hours. And like I said, the studies are showing that those high performers, those athletes, it's changing, like things are changing. And it's definitely sleep is being rewarded because it's going to lower those cortisol levels. That's the time when your body is going to recover. So there's just so many health benefits about that. And you're just going to be more efficient throughout your day if you have rest. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Now, I know one thing that you've uh, started doing as well is coaching and your theme is for boss babes. So tell me about your program for boss babes. For boss babes. Well, that's just, that's just a fun term that's trending now. But it's pretty much any, you know, I've always attracted the alphas, the high performing male and females. But just they're, they're usually the leaders in their fields. They're the go-getters. They want to get things done. They don't complain. For my aspect, they're usually, you know, they've done really well in their career. They're excelling with their family, but just their health is one thing that they just is suffering because they put it on the back burner. And that's where I come to play. And so when I, when I work with these individuals, they're very determined. They're very goal oriented. They're coachable for the most part. And they have structure already. So it's very easy to implement my program for them to follow. And they usually follow through, which is really nice. And it's fun to work with them because they usually get really great results. And, you know, I love to just surround myself with high performers as well, because that's just, you know, you, you are the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with. So those are just the type of individuals that I like to surround myself with. And as I'm learning from them, they're learning from me. And it's, it's a win-win both ways. You know, you said you um, have a lot of clients that are the busy moms and everything. I was reading an article the other day where it was talking about you and I were about the same age. And when, when we were growing up, it was just different where, I mean, at least in my neighborhood, I was always out playing with neighborhood kids and friends. We were playing basketball or different sports, riding bikes and things like that. And this article was talking about the sedentary lifestyle of so many children now where they're constantly in front of the TV or parents are so busy that they keep the kids entertained by in front of the TV or in front of an iPad or some type of electronic thing. And there's not enough time for a lot of kids to just have this downtime just to kind of go out and play. And they're not outside very often or everything's so structured. And I was curious what your take is from your, uh, what you see from your mom clients. Are you seeing more and more moms that are kind of like, you know what? No, I am going to set aside time for myself and I am going to set aside time for my kids for family dinner and stuff and trying to get away from all this obsession with being in front of technology all, all the time and on this go, go, go attitude. I think it serves its purpose in some areas. And I think if you can utilize it in a, a certain way, just not putting some mindful YouTube on there for them just to numb out. But, you know, there's, if you use those applications in a positive way, you know, there's a lot of learning games and different things that they can use on there. They can do their homework and they can communicate with their children because they are so busy, you know, having that FaceTime and that, that video. But I do believe, yes, I think it's important as moms, especially as high performers, you know, that that's one of their main priorities is their family and their children. And I think as a mother, I'm not a mother, but I just could imagine, especially for my clients, but if I were a mother, I have a niece. And they value that time with their children. So I think that's one of the things is, you know, when they are with them, they want to try to maximize that time and get out and do things. And I hope there's that shift in society because unfortunately, that is what we're dealing with nowadays. And gaming is one of the biggest things nowadays. 
And I really hope that they kind of shift that back to when we were young kids and they get out and they start and then, you know, they play again and get moving and stay active. But that's always the hope. But I do find that the women that I work with, they definitely make time, try to make as much time for their children. And, you know, they keep them in school activities as far as, you know, whether it's dance or theater, there's so many things that are available to children nowadays, but definitely get them out and expending that energy because usually at that age, they've got a lot of energy. So just keeping them busy because they're usually busy as well. So if somebody's interested in the, your uh, online coaching, where do you want them to go to reach out and stay in touch with you? Yeah, so they can go to my Instagram, which is Stephanie underscore Rush Fit. And there's a link there and there'll be a link to my website. And then, you know, there's usually an application process, you know, a step to go through and make sure that you're that you're right fit for the program, but definitely check it out. The most important thing about a coach is to see if you're the right fit. You know, you have to have, it's just like, it's another relationship, just like anything else. So you want to make sure that that person vibes with you, then you're going to have more success that way. Yeah. So it's like you're a a coach recruiting a player for your team. Almost you have the application to see if it's the right fit. Great advice. And, you know, as we hit the holidays and that busy season, it is important for people to stay focused on their their health and wellness because it's easy to slip over the holidays. So speaking of the holiday season, now we're into the the segment of my show where I've got to see if you, Stephanie Rush, are living the dream. So got a series of questions here, fun questions. We'll see how what answers you give back here. So what's your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday, that's a tough one. It's definitely a cross between it's it's a hard decision between Thanksgiving and Christmas, but I'm going to have to go with Christmas. Going with Christmas. So, and you, you mentioned you have a niece, so I guess it's a busy, a big time for her. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, I don't have any kids myself. So, you know, for a long time, it was just the adults at Christmas and it kind of lost that luster just because, you know, we're all older and we pretty much have what we need. But when she came into the mix, she's four now, but it just changed everything. It just changed the game and it made it really, really fun just because number one, she just, she believes in Santa. You know, I know you still do too, Ben, but. (laughs) I do. Rodney does as well. You should see the toys that get dropped off at at our house on Christmas. Uh Uh-huh. So I've got a question for you. Have you been naughty or nice? I've always been nice. That's what gets me in trouble. I'm too nice. No, then you haven't been having any fun, Ben. <laughs> See, Stephanie, my problem is, is whenever I had to back in the day coordinate stuff and things like that, I'm always the person that gets stuff done. So I have fun doing this podcast. Oh, good. That's wonderful. You know, it's always fun to see somebody that's doing something they love. That's important. I think the world needs more of that rather than just having, you know, where I grew up, it's just the typical American way. And most people have a nine to five. But, you know, when I can see someone who's passionate about what they do and they are able to be blessed to do what they love, it's definitely a blessing on all ends. And it radiates to the world. And I definitely, like I said, I think the world needs more of that. So based on your question to me, it sounds like you have not been nice this year for Christmas. (laughs) You know, honestly, I've been working on so many things behind the scenes that my life, unfortunately, has been a little lackluster, but it's going to get really, really fun. I actually um, just booked a solo trip to Vietnam, Bali, and Thailand to go by myself. So I'm really looking forward to that. As far as Christmas, no, of course I've always been a good girl. (laughs) Well, when Santa comes to my house, that's not the report I get. 
<laughs> Lots of coal in my stocking, I guess. Yeah. All right. So being an 80s and 90s kid, we had some great TV shows, and one of my favorites is Seinfeld. So what was your favorite TV show in the 90s, Seinfeld or The Rival Friends? Friends. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm a big Seinfeld fan. I love Jerry, but Friends all the way. See, I, I think I maybe watched like a couple of episodes of, of Friends and Courtney Cox, Jennifer Aniston. Come on now. <laughs> you know what? Because I just finished this bracket of the sexiest celebrities. And back in the day, you know, the thing was about Jennifer Aniston and her hair and the Rachel Bob, I think. And it was like, oh, she was the hottest. But I never thought she was really that hot. I mean, she's she's attractive. But to me, I mean, she wasn't ever on the same page as like Salma Hayek or Christy Brinkley or Cindy Crawford. But it was a fun show. I mean, honestly, my my favorite character on Friends was Lisa Kudrow's character, Phoebe. Oh, yeah. She was great. I love Phoebe. I loved them all. That was what was so great. And just like, you know, just like Seinfeld, everybody had their part. That was that's what made the show so successful. But I definitely um, if I had to choose one of the two, it's definitely got to be friends. Yeah. Well, somebody has to like friends. I guess not everybody can pick Seinfeld. <laughs> no, it was, it was a good show for that generation. And I mean, it was on for like 10 or 11 years. Yeah, I had a good run. I don't understand how Courtney Cox ended up with David Arquette, but that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> All right. Next question for you on Living the Dream. Who is your favorite Rodney? Rodney Dangerfield or Rodney the Bulldog? Oh, Rodney the Bulldog. <laughs> that's the good answer. Gotta love me some Rodney. I mean, the dog, the dog's living the life. He's strolling around with all the Miami models doing good in the world. I mean, can't hate on that life. No. Well, I remember, well, you, you were at my birthday party a few years ago that uh, I hosted and I was setting up everything. Talking about, you know, me not having enough fun. I was setting up that party and, and I was like, where is Rodney? And he was back with you and the other models over there and he was taking all these photos. And so I had these photos where it's like Rodney and like 10 women back there. It was like a you know, a photo shoot from a calendar. He fit right in. It was funny because some of those shots, I mean, all the models were smiling. Rodney's there smiling and everything. So, Oh, yeah. Rodney knew what he was doing. He's just living the dream over there. So, all right. So since you are a coach and into motivating people, uh, my question for you is, who are three people in your life other than your immediate family that motivate you and you would want to have dinner with? Well, I speak to Oprah every single morning. Oprah is my homegirl. So I would definitely, that would, I would love to meet Oprah. That's definitely a dream of mine. I would love to meet her. I would say JLo would be another one just because she's freaking amazing. And I feel like we share this, we almost share the same birthday. She's one day ahead of me, but she's just amazing and she's just timeless and she's just getting better with age. And there's nothing that that woman has not done. And then I would say, I really love, you know, on the fun end of it, I would say Will Smith. <laughs> I just love Will Smith. I love his mindset. He's such a family guy. He's just hilarious. And, you know, like I said, he just, I would love to just have dinner with him because you just never know what's going to come out of his mouth. Yeah. I like, I guess, of all the Will Smith roles, I liked him best in The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Because I felt like, I mean, he's had obviously a lot of good movies too, like Men in Black and Hitch. I thought, I thought Hitch was a good movie with him. And he's one of the, these guys, I mean, he can play a serious role or he can do a, a comedy role. So that would definitely be a very interesting table discussion. And the thing with JLo, you know, it, it was interesting because I, I was thinking of JLo. I actually met her once. She used to be a neighbor of mine. 
in a condo. And so I was down at the pool one day. I mean, she was there and this was like when she uh, had just had the twins with Mark Anthony and it was like JLo and the twins and her mom was there. So I was at the pool. And I was like right next to him. They came and sat next to me and there was hardly anybody there, but there were like all these security guards around. So I talked to her for just a little bit, but I was kind of like, well, I don't want to say too much because if I'm talking too much, this security guard's going to come over and like ask me to leave and all this. But she was very nice. You know, she's one of these, I guess you call like a triple threat where, you know, she's been a success in the movies. Her latest movie, the the Hustler movie, got really good reviews. And uh, she's obviously been good as a musical performer and in business too. So she's one of those that I think with JLo, she's one that it's easy for people to be inspired by her because they can relate to her and, and Oprah as well, because I don't know about how Will Smith grew up, but I think all three of them grew up with very humble beginnings and you know worked very hard to get where they were. Nothing was really like handed to them. Really, when you think of most people, that's the scenario they grow up in. They're not like the Kardashians, and not to slam the Kardashians, but it's you know the Kardashians grew up in a very wealthy family, and so they've had opportunities available to them that a lot of people just don't. So I feel like people like JLo and Oprah is inspirational to so many people because they can relate better. So, all right, well, gosh, that kind of, my next question was going to be what boss babes inspire you, but you kind of already answered that question with Oprah and JLo. I don't, I don't know who else is more dominant than that. <laughs> Those are my, do you ask for my top two or my top three? Well, all right. So since we are now in the holiday season, we've talked about the holidays. Christmas is your favorite. What items are on your Christmas wish list for this year? Man. Since you're going to be on the naughty list and Santa's not going to bring it to you. <laughs> travel. Honestly, good health and travel. I really don't ask for much. Actually, I don't ask for anything on, on Christmas. I just want to be with my family and I just want everyone to be healthy and I'm grateful for that. But as far as if I were to ask something, what I look for is just to explore the world and have new experiences. That's what I want. So if anyone wants to buy me a plane ticket or send me a little vacation, I'm all for it. Basically, you're saying in that message then... Just send me so I can get away from you. <laughs> That's what you're telling that person. <laughs> it's not let all us come and hang out. It's like, give me a ticket. I need to get a thousand miles away from you. <laughs> you know, I uh, years ago, I started living the minimalist lifestyle. And I've just realized that things are things. And I love things that, you know, that are more experiences and that are that you can't take away. Those are the things that I want. You know, we have so much stuff and the more stuff I want or the more stuff that I have, it becomes overwhelming and it's just stuff. So, you know, if I were to have anything put on my Christmas list, it's going to be something, you know, a trip to Europe or a trip to, to Bali or New Zealand or something like that. That's what, that's what I'd want. Well, if you want to go to Paducah, Kentucky, I can hook you up with that. That is not on my list then. <laughs> what? You're missing out. You're missing out. I mean, if you want to go in April, you can go for the National Quilt Show and Quilt Museum. I mean, you're going to fit right in. I know that, that Kentucky's got some nice whiskey. So. Well, they do have the Bourbon Festival. We have the Kentucky Derby, obviously, in first week of May. I'm going to be going to that this year. Check out some of the, the festivities. So, all right. Well, if you're going to slam Kentucky, I can't invite you to the Derby then. So, all right. Well, Stephanie, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I thought it was Really cool to have someone talk about health and wellness during the holiday season, fitness tips, because it's a very 
busy time for people. Obviously, with all the food and stuff, people tend to maybe indulge and, and overdo it and get off the health and wellness track. But it's also that time, too, where people can get stressed out and overwhelmed. And so I always think it's good to get some motivation as to how to get through it the right way. And like Stephanie mentioned earlier, you can follow her on Instagram at, at Stephanie underscore Rush Fit. Stephanie, thanks so much for coming on. I uh, appreciate, appreciate the friendship over the years. And happy holidays to you and your family. Yeah, Ben, thank you for so much for me having me on your podcast. I really enjoyed it. And I hope you have a wonderful time in Kentucky. Take care of Rodney. Are you bringing him? Yeah, I, whenever I travel, Rodney and I get in the Jeep and drive on up to Kentucky. So <laughs> wonderful. He likes being on vacation too. Oh, that dog lives on vacation. Yeah. He's got the life, he's got the good life. Well, that's why we call this podcast Living the Dream with Ben and Rodney. (laughs) So, all right. Well, thanks a lot. So anyway, hope you guys enjoyed the episode with Stephanie. She's been great. And, you know, definitely check her out on Instagram. A lot of good information there. And to everyone listening, we hope you guys have a happy holiday season. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to this episode. Find us online at benandrodney.com. And follow us on Instagram at Ben Wilson Miami.